listener production. Hi, this is Paul McIntyre. Welcome to the MI3 Audio Edition. I've been a business journalist for 25 years covering the marketing, media, agency and tech sectors. In this series, we talk to industry leaders about the global and local developments that you need to be across this week. Well, someone once said, you've got to experiment to innovate. I'm not sure who said it, but it fits with what's about to come through your ears on this MI3 podcast. Last year, we produced a video series with LinkedIn called A Show Called Brandon. And one of the popular segments in that series was the CMO Couch, where I asked marketers not about their business and marketing, media and tech strategy, but rather the products, media and experiences they preferred personally as consumers and customers. And it was really interesting. It was meant to be lighthearted and a little insightful fun in the middle of a grinding pandemic. And the 10 CMOs that braved the CMO couch delivered exactly that. The series was recorded late last year while Melbourne was still in hard lockdown, but most of what you're about to hear remains unpublished until today. In this first CMO Couch episode with Suncorp's CMO Mim Hasem and Australia Post CMO Amber Collins, you'll hear why podcasts, funnily enough, now dominate these two CMOs' media consumption time. Why Mim Hasem doesn't do loyalty programs, in fact she admits she's a marketer's worst nightmare for them, and why Amber actually loves them. You'll also hear why Amber's top personal brands include Kmart, Cotton On and Chemist Warehouse, something to do with three teenagers in the house and why Mim has moved to smaller brands, or businesses really, doing things differently for a little escapism and luxe. Everything you want to know about how a CMO decides what brands they buy and what customer experiences they rate is here. And for good measure, we open this podcast with a fast-paced quiz where I ask the CMOs what brands first come to mind when I give them an industry sector, from space travel to bulldozers, hotel chains, cars, trucks and marketing professors. It's a lot of fun. Then you'll hear them talk about the brands and customer experiences they personally rate the highest as consumers. I hope you enjoyed this one. We did. Enough from me. First to the quiz. Buckle up. Welcome both and thanks for playing. Now, get ready. I'm about to ask you a bunch of rapid-fire questions about your unaided recall of brands across a bunch of business-to-business and consumer sectors. You have no idea what they are until right now. Are we ready? Here we go. Amber, to you first. Space travel. NASA. Mim. Elon Musk. Breakfast cereal, Amber. Cornflakes. Mim. Sultana brand. Oh, luxury. Amber. Gucci. Mim. Chanel. Here we go. Test one. Amber, marketing professor. Mark Ritson's the only one I know. (laughs) Ah, Mim Hasem, marketing professor. Stole mine. Mark Ritson. Mark Ritson. Best in the business. Uh, Well, speaking of Mark Ritson, artificial intelligence. Amber. No idea. Don't have one. Wouldn't even Pass. know. Pass. Two. Right. <laughs> Amber, fashion, leisure or footwear? First brand. Sorry, one in each category or one across any of those Either categories? Either or of those. Either or. I know you're stalling for time there. It's not going to work. <laughs> Cotton on. Cotton on. Uh, Mim. Was there leisure in there? Leisure is in there. PE Nation. PE Nation. Okay, Amber, e-commerce, but not Amazon. The iconic. Mim. Nana Porter. Good on. Amber, bulldozers. Caterpillar. Oh, Mim. John Deere? Ah, very well. Surprising, but good. Hotel (laughs) chain, uh, Amber. Hotel chain. Intercontinental. Mim? W. Boutique hotel chain. Ooh. Amber? Four Seasons? Or is that too big? I think that's pretty big, but we'll go with it. Mim? Boutique's chain? 
They can be, but they're a bit sort of cooler and hipster and not um, as big. Ah, you pass. out. Gone. I'm out. <laughs> Amber, cosmetics and beauty. Mecca. Uh-huh. Mecca. You go Mecca, righto. Here's the, you'll know this one, Amber, given your uh, position. Trucks. Isuzu. <laughs> nice, yeah, Mim, trucks. Volvo. Good, good. I Not think bad. a Van Damme, you now know, they do all that. splitting. I'm ashamed. You're ashamed? <laughs> I'm ashamed. I, I, literally, I, I can only think of the people who own the trucks, not the, not the <laughs> yeah, actual brands. Yeah, the drivers, yeah, right. Um, okay, IT services and technology solutions, Amber. Microsoft. Okay. Min. Salesforce. Salesforce, done. Celebrity chef, Amber. Curtis Stone, of course. Of course, because you're Coles one time and another. Mim. Bill Granger. Not bad. Management consultants, Amber. BCG. BCG. Is that because you're using them at the moment or something? Yes. Aha, there we go. Mim. EY. Because you're using them at the moment? No. Okay. Not your accountants? No. Okay. Just, <laughs> um, I'm just going to stop there. Software, full stop, Amber. I'd say Salesforce. Okay. Mim, software? Mm, Salesforce. Okay. We're giving uh, them a good plug, yeah, aren't we? Good <laughs> um, we can see where you guys, do you, do you have Salesforce by any interest? We have some. There we go. Yep. Australian University, Amber. Um, University of Sydney. Okay, Mim? Melbourne Uni. International University, Amber? Uh, Boston. Harvard. Harvard. International Airline, Amber, but not Australian. British Airways. Mim? Singapore Airlines. Car, but not what you drive, Amber. Volvo. Volvo. That's subliminal advertising, you see, because Mim said it earlier. And it's stuck. There you go. Um, so, um, Fiat. Now, Mim, what's, um, what's yours? Volkswagen. Oh, that didn't work. The subliminal didn't work. I said Fiat. <laughs> Uh, final one, media, Amber, media. Channel 9. Ooh. Channel 9. Channel 9, there we go. Right, there's your quick fire. Thanks for that, guys. Now, before we get to the next section, I will say that expect a call from Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man, because he also has a space program called Blue Origin. None of you named it. You've upset the man. There's my prediction. Right, let's get personal, shall we? <laughs> now, we're going to ask a little bit here, as we said in earlier on, about what you guys are doing in your personal as a consumer and a customer. Mim first. Mim, what are the top brands in your world as a consumer right now and why? Mm. If I think about the definition of top brands, I, I guess I think about if I didn't have them in my world, what, what would I feel was a massive gap, yeah? Right. Um, so for me, Uber would be one for okay. sure because it's my go-to when I need to get from A to B. Um, I rely on it a lot. So, uh, yeah, it's, a it's great because it's consistent in the platform experience, maybe not so much the driver experience. Yes, but, right. uh, uh, and Uber Eats in my family. I've got two teenage boys, so it gets a pretty good run as well. So Uber fills a big gap for me. Um, Netflix as well, you know, right. that's uh, on the TV all the time and that's our entertainment at home. And then I've got another one that's kind of a bit left of centre that I discovered lately. And I'm a massive cheese eater and cheese lover. And I've discovered this company through COVID called um, Cheese Therapy. And they basically are distributors for artisan cheeses from all around the country. So you can go online and order a cheese box and get to taste all these amazing cheeses that you might not Home otherwise find. And they deliver it to your door. And how often do you get that? I get that fortnightly. Fortnightly? Yeah. Is it gone in the first couple it of days is... or do you pace yourself? No, I don't. I don't. It comes on a Friday. It's gone by Sunday night. Okay. <laughs> as with the wine as well. Amber, your, yeah. what's your personal um, brands, the brands that are on the top of your, your radar? I just go to the places that I spend the most money at and that would be Kmart, Chemist Warehouse, Cotton On, like me and I've got three teenagers in the house and that's where all my money goes. And then on a sort of, I mean, being in lockdown, I've had a new appreciation for smaller things 
and smaller brands that are bringing a little bit of joy to my life are things like Angostura Bitter, Bitters. I don't know if you know that, but having a beautiful drink at the end of the day and Molden Salt, having nice salt, um, you know, similar to, to Mim, just a little bit of luxury is quite, quite nice. Well, we should say too, Amber, that you have been in lockdown in Melbourne for what now, 99 days or something? I've been working at home since March, yeah. Right, March. Well, you, you're, not, you're not looking too mad at the moment, but you should be feeling it because that's pretty hardcore to be able to do what you're doing. So um, empathy uh, there on that. Now, um, any, any kind of, you talked about some of the little, um, little, little things that uh, you guys have picked up on. What's the most improved customer experience from a company uh, for you of late? So not a brand or a product, but a customer experience. Mim, to you first. I would say in lockdown, Dan Murphy's online delivery coming in <laughs> two hours was pretty amazing. And they're consistent um, on it? Very consistent. So uh, I think like, lo like most parents in lockdown, that was a bit of a saviour in our household. So, yeah. yeah. Amber Collins, the, the most improved customer experience? Definitely the GPs and the doctors. Um, it's completely changed the way we, we, we um, interact with them. No more sort of sitting in dodgy waiting rooms with dog-eared, you know, magazines for ages. They call exactly now when, when, when you schedule, it's all over, instant billing. I think it's completely revolutionised that entire category. Does that mean you want to go back to your doctor more often? Well, just so much easier. You just don't have... It, it, it takes all the tension and friction out of seeing a doctor. I think it's amazing. And, 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 and they won't go back to the way they were. So not in seeing the, the doctor in, in person unless you have to? Exactly. Why would you? I look forward to experiencing your tip uh, there, Amber. Thank you. Can I just say I'm a bit embarrassed about the polar opposites of our answers? Yes. <laughs> one's a doctor and one's alcohol delivery. Yes. That's <laughs> mortifying. Yeah. Maybe, but maybe Amber's there because of the... No, we won't <laughs> no, go there. Let's not do there. that. Um, right, let's go to the, what's the most creative brand you admire, Amber Collins, personally or professionally? I think McDonald's. I think that they uh, do an exceptional job. And if you'd asked 20 years ago, young people, they'd say they would have, you know, faded away because of the health trends and everything else, but they keep on the pace. They are completely sustainable. Um, they maintain their relevance. I think they're brilliant. I think their advertising is sensational. Um, they're the brand I most admire. Um, when it comes to broad reach brands, yep. Yeah, good point, Mim Hasem. I really love the work that Eldie's doing. Right. I think they're always on brand. They've got this great irreverence and humour that's really core to their DNA and they just execute it brilliantly and consistently and it's really cutting through in a very kind of generic category. I think they're doing a great job. And well, we should have a little head chat there because, you know, it, it, is, it is a grocery uh, retailer and, and, Amber, you were a grocery retailer at Coles. Um, mm -hmm. As a former grocery retailer, does, what, what do you make of what Aldi's doing? I totally agree with Mim. I think they're doing a fantastic job. Why didn't you do it then? Uh, because it's a completely <laughs> different customer proposition. I mean, what they offer is, you know, 800 SKUs versus three, you know, three and a half, 35,000, I think we used to have, 35,000 at Coles. It's a completely different thing. So they're able to position this, themselves, you know, as a challenger in the market. And, you know, they do have a diff different set of price points. So I, I, think, it, I think it's fantastic too, Mim. I really agree. Um, so what is the best brand um, that is or will deliver sustainable growth? That's a big thing, obviously, in marketing is growth, but mm. then sustainable growth. So Mim, to you first. What are you, you got a hunch there? Yeah, look, you mentioned Jeff Bezos before, and I think he's nailing it with Amazon as a platform business, they just get customer centricity brilliantly. They innovate relentlessly. And, you know, he's always talking about the customer. And I just think as a company, they live and they breathe that and they innovate around it. That's what we've all got to be focused on when we're thinking about sustainable growth for the future. And their, their innovation is, is unsurpassed 
as you even pointed out, space travel. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. I, I should, in all these questions, I should say exclude Amazon, I suspect. Um, yeah, uh, possibly. Amber Collins, um, yours in terms of the most sustainable growth company. I don't want to make any crystal ball predictions on this. I'll just say, I agree with Min, anyone who is spending all their time now thinking about how they're going to improve their product, how they're going to make it easier for people to buy their product, how, they, how they're going to improve their customer experience will do better than others who are sort of navel-gazing about, you know, logos and things like that. Get on it to improve what customers actually care about, which is the product, the experience, and how easy it is to access it. On that, I'll hold you to it, you know, and talking about what customers care, care about, what's the best new product or service for you personally, Amber? Um, we've talked about customer experience, but product or service? I love podcasts. I'm, I'm an absolute addict to podcasts and I love Audible too. Right. I mean, in terms of share of my time, it's taken up a whole new you know, part of time that I used to use spend reading or, or, or even doing less interesting things. Mim, what's the best product or service personally for you? Uh, I had, I've got the same answer, podcasts. It's just fundamentally changed the way I consume content and it's made it so much more accessible for me. I mean, we all, all lead really busy lives, but, you know, you can be listening to a podcast while you're driving, while you're eating cleaning, while wine. you're eating cheese and drinking wine. And going so, to the um, doctors, perhaps, in Uber, but, yeah. but nothing. So podcasts is really it. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, podcasts have really changed things. Maybe one other one is um, I've got this great app called Life360, which lets me track my teenage children and know exactly where they are. They might call it stalking, but I call it modern parenting. Uh, yes. Um, so just to, you know, mix it up and have a different answer, Life360 and Life. Live 360. It's called Life 360. Oh, Life. I'm on it. Yeah, you can stalk them brilliantly. Yeah. (laughs) Do they know? Yeah, but I just said I won't pay the phone bill if they turn it off. Uh, Ah, that works. Do you actually, Amber Collins, do you actually love any brand? I think I only love one brand, which is John Lewis in the UK. When I go into that store, I, I, I think I could meditate. I feel so completely happy and blissed out by the way that they operate and their service and everything else. I love it. But I don't think I love it many others, no. And you must have worked or lived in the UK then? Yeah. Okay, that's why you've got the affinity there. Because, I mean, we know the John Lewis Christmas stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Mim Haysom, um, do you actually love any brand? Uh, love's massive. It is. A, a massive call. But one brand that I, I probably brand love, it's the closest thing, is um, a local fashion retailer called Husk. Um, and they do like fashion and jewellery and homewares, and they right have these in my sweet spot. beautiful. <laughs> they have these beautiful stores that are just this great sensory experience, and you can stay in there for hours. And whenever you buy something and you leave, you feel really spoiled. And it's just so interesting, I think, though, that we've both called out the in-store experience yeah, when is. everything's shifting online that we both kind of have gravitated to that experience where you physically experience the brand. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? It is. And you have retail stores too. Or oh, you both have retail, yeah. really, don't you, with the, yeah. with the banks and, and, and Australia Post. What does that say? Because we keep talking about e-commerce, we keep talking about digital and transformation, but then both of you have flagged physical world stuff. Yeah, I think customers want to shop and have different ways at different times. So you have to be there with the right offer and the, and, and the options for them to do so. People, start, people are shopping for entertainment now. I mean, that's what's really changed online particularly. So it used to be entertainment in the stores, now it's entertainment online. But people will still be, want to go to stores. Um, it's just making sure that you're there at the right time for when they want to do choose which way they want to interact with you. Loyalty programs, let's go to loyalty programs. Do they influence you, Mim? Um, and if they do, how? Do they influence your behaviour and choice and how? Mm. 
I am every marketer's worst nightmare. Right. I do absolutely everything I can not to hand over my email address <laughs> and really? I don't use loyalty programs and they have absolutely no influence on my choice. What about frequent flyers? Uh, yeah, so I've got that with the airlines, but I never cash in the points, so it doesn't... It, actually, I'm hopeless with it. It just so it doesn't resonate with me, I don't. And why? I don't know. Maybe it's just a time factor. I can't be bothered. I, I don't feel like I've got the time to kind of sit there and work through it and work out what I'm entitled to and, you know, and if it happens automatically, like on a Qantas or a Virgin frequent flyer card, fine, it racks up the points, but I actually never do anything with it, so it doesn't it doesn't influence well, me. Well, uh, Amber Collins, are you disloyal too? Uh, no, I'm, I'm very much into uh, loyalty programs, but what, because I spend a lot of time, obviously, at Coles with flybys, um, the team were able to quickly analyse what was the best way to approach all the, you know, the ecosystem of the loyalty programs. So once you've actually got that set up and they were kind enough to sort of advise me, you just get the stuff. You get points for doing exactly what you were going to do anyway. And you cash them in and everyone goes on a family holiday. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm in them. What are the brands and companies, uh, Mim, that you admire professionally and why? So not personally, but professional brands. Who's cutting it for you at a career and professional level? I think Nike always does brilliant work. They're always culturally relevant. Uh, they always do great creative work. And I think they've got brand advocacy and loyalty across generations, which is something that's pretty amazing. And, they, you know, their work's always good. It's brave. So, you know, Nike's a brand that I really admire and I think is doing great work. Amber, for you? I go to Audi. I think that they're doing a fantastic... Fantastic job. Um, Amazon as well. We mentioned earlier, um, as Mim said, so commercial, so customer focused, so competitive. So, yeah, they'd be a couple of my top two. And McDonald's again, also killing it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Aldi for sure. Aldi, yeah. McDonald's, righto. What's the best new business product or service? So something that's come on your radar the last year or two that's gone, yeah, that's, that's clever, that's smart. I can see how that works. I need a sec to think about that one. You can have that. Yeah. And we'll go to Amber and see if she's any better. It is a hard one. And the only one I could think of is the, is the, is the fantastic backgrounds that you can have on Teams. <laughs> right. because, so no one sees you. No one can see that you're in pyjamas. Correct. All your rumpled sheets, all your pyjamas screwed up in the corner. So I think that that's been one of the major developments for me professionally over the last year. That was entirely underwhelming by both of you, I have to say. Oh, nevertheless. I've got one now. Oh, you've got one, right? What about Zero? Zero, who does ah. all the accounting platforms for small businesses. They're pretty cool. They've really innovated and changed the, one, the way um, small businesses do all of their accounting. Um, New Zealand so. company are now worth billions. Um, yeah. Kiwis are pretty clever. Yeah. Not saying I am one, but I might be. <laughs> Don't want to. We're going to wrap this up very shortly. Um, let's talk a little bit about media consumption. Interesting, you both talked about podcasts, but what does your typical weekly media diet look like? What do you read, watch, listen to? professionally and out of work. We'll go to Amber first. So I've got a very simple routine, which is The Age, uh, The Guardian, The Daily Mail, uh, the ABC broadcast and sometimes online and podcasts. And I think that would be it. So no... So and what happens with Netflix or film consu television consumption? That's, that's, you're not there for that. I only watch the ABC every now and then and the kids, sometimes you might see something in the background, but I'm not really a big television watcher myself. Yeah. I do sometimes watch um, playback um, on ABC and SBS and, and, and obviously a bit of Netflix. But really, if, I, if it was by minute, it would be the papers, digital, digital versions of the papers. 
you're, you're a very clever woman, clearly, um, Amber. That's why you do a lot of reading. Uh, Mim, um, what about you? Yeah, I'm uh, podcasts. There's a little podcast in the morning I love called The Briefing. It's like 20 minutes, gives you the news headlines first thing in the morning. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, for me, I work in Fin Services, so AFR always. And I'm pretty lucky. I've got this amazing corporate affairs team who by 8.30 in the morning, they've sent me through all of the headlines that are relevant for me to know about that I can click through into articles. Got it. Um, so that works really well for me, makes it easy. Um, I love the trade mags as well in terms of media and marketing. So I subscribe to all of them and they pop straight in your inbox. You can have a quick scan, click on links for new ads and campaigns to yeah. stay on top of what's happening creatively. Personally, yeah, I love a bit of Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And, wh and what about all the, the, the TV shows that keep that my wife loves, uh, like certainly The Bachelor? Not, not your thing, no. So, well, I saw no, that, I was about, well, I was about oh. to say, you've just uncovered my embarrassing little secret. I love The Bachelor. I love sitting there. I love the cringe factor. I love the fact I don't have to think about anything. I've never seen it. I'm sorry, I've never seen it. Well, the Melbourne I intellectual over here, though, saying she's <laughs> never even seen it, so... I'm, so... I'm so far from an intellectual, but i just too busy for, for it, and I just prefer to do something else. Shop at Kmart. Having pitched, pitched my favourite brands as Kmart. No, you well, fair enough. I feel like we're painting a bad picture. <laughs> Amber says, Doctor, I say Dan Murphy's. Yes. <laughs> well, you yes, did go Kmart, that's fair enough. <laughs> All right, final one. What do you want for Christmas? Not what you'll get. I know it sounds cliched. I want absolutely nothing I, except perfectly cooked turkey and crispy potatoes. That is it. I would be very happy. No presents. Who's going to do that? Your, your teenage boys will do that for you, will they? Hopefully. Really? Okay, good luck with that. Um, Mim, what do you want for gift Christmas, not what you'll get? Oh, I really want no weather events and bushfires oh. because for us working in insurance, last Christmas was all about responding to customers in the bushfires. And so I would really love us all to have a Christmas without any events and bushfires and all that community impact. So fingers crossed for that one. Yeah, good call. Yeah. What will you do, Mim, in your summer break um, that you can't wait for? Uh, head down to Sorrento near Amber down there outside of Melbourne, where I'm from. Family and friends come over, lots of beach time. That's it. Um, Bare feet, no shoes, no heels it. for three weeks. It's love great. It. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm over my heels too. I know. Uh, Amber, what, what about you? I think I'll be lying in a darkened room for a week yeah. uh, to get over the year. Uh, it's just been, it's been too full on. And then a week, similar to me, I'm lying in the back garden, hopefully with the sun out, a book, a, an Aperol, nothing more. Sounds great. Well, thanks, guys, for joining. And uh, let's go for the Aperol and uh, a dark room, shall we, and see what happens after that. Thanks for joining. We'll be back next week. MI3 Audio Edition was presented by Paul McIntyre. That's moi. Producer Nick Slater. Music by Matt Dwyer. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au or search MI3 Audio Edition on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Listener.